0: Forgotten Flicks, episode 62, April Fool's Day, 1986. This is Lance Hendrickson, and you're listening to Forgotten Flicks. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, the only podcast where the host do it pantsless. I am Joel, joined as always by the odorous, the cantankerous, the silliest maximus, Jason.
1: I only do it centipede style.
0: Wow! There is an image that I will never be able to scrub from my brain. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate that, buddy.
1: Paging, paging Ben. Paging Ben Dover. <laughs>
0: I thought you meant Ben. I like the Rat movie.
1: Oh no! No, uh, the, the Michael not Jackson. So Michael
0: Jackson did a theme song for it. Yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. Killer rats. Uh, gotta love them.
1: April Fool's Day. Yes. April Fool's.
0: Day, well, we so. of course we are going to release this. Um, we uh, actually since we record now within a, re- a reasonable proximity to the release of an episode, we will be releasing this just a few days after the actual April Fool's Day. So initially our, our plan had been to release this a few, you know, the few days before April Fool's Day, but then we had something like, completely mess it up. It was like, you know, uh, Lance Hendrickson kind of, sh- you know, we got an interview with him, so. You know. hey, come
1: on, please.
0: Yeah, and just so all, the, the, all of calendar. you out there are going, oh, God, name drop enough. Yeah, you know what? We got to talk to Lance Hendrickson, and you know you would love <laughs> it, too. Because he was awesome. Yeah, and we will
1: totally, we will totally be playing his his forgotten flicks drop at the yeah. end of this episode. Yeah, I
0: figure, so, yeah, so, of course, yes, of course. <laughs> Probably should have played it at the beginning, but oh well.
1: Oh, hey, we just played it at the beginning. Guess what?
0: Oh <laughs> yes, um, yes, we did. There's this thing called post production, and I forgot. Yes, it, um, of course, you heard that at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> we're talking about April Fool's Day. <laughs> I know this. Well, this podcast kind of is a joke, but um, this movie was not right, Jason.
1: We are going to talk about April Fool's Day the movie.
0: <laughs> the which now which one? Because 1986. Oh, okay, cuz there was this um was it a remake? Actually, it turns out it was. I don't Did you do any research on that? It turns out it wasn't actually. No. It, it was a remake.
2: 2007?
0: Uh, around there. Yeah, it seems like there was that yeah. window where, like, Black Christmas, this, um, oh god, what else? A prom night. They remade a bunch of uh, early '80s and '70s slasher films, and this these were among them. Um, I didn't realize they had remade this. Although what I find really fascinating is in the trivia, and I don't know why this was actually tri. I guess yeah, it's trivial that when they when they decided to remake this movie, and it, both of them were produced by Frank Mancuso Jr., who of course produced. I'll give you a hint. Halloween. I hate you. <laughs> have you seen all the Friday 13ths? i I've never asked you that. Uh,
1: um, I have not seen all of them. What are they like? Twenty?
0: Nope. There is uh, part one. Wait, wait. Oh, okay.
1: Wait, there are. Aren't there thirteen?
0: Negative. Ghost Rider. Unless. No, uh, hold on. Wait. Nope. There still isn't. Even if you count the remake and uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Ten. Uh, technically, with those two, it is twelve.
1: Wow. Because which one was the X? Was that? That's Jason. Part ten. Versus that, Jason? nope
0: that was Jason X in uh, outer space.
1: In space. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, was. No, uh, I've seen hold the on. First... Wait. 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 Friday thirteenth. Friday thirteenth. Part two. Friday the thirteenth. Part three. Friday thirteenth. Part four. The final chapter. <laughs> Just kidding. Friday thirteenth. Part five. A new beginning. Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. New blood. Friday Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Friday Thirteenth Part Nine. Jason goes to hell. Friday Thirteenth Part Ten. Jason X. Friday Thirteenth Part Eleven. Kinda. Uh, Friday versus Jason. And then you had the remake. I've seen them really all, but the remake.
1: Don't think they did enough of those movies? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you didn't see the remake.
0: I have not seen the remake yet. You didn't see the remake? I I'm finding it really hard to. I think I'll actually enjoy that one more though than I did the the zombie one, because it sounds to me yeah. like at least with the remake they kind of just get down to business and don't decide to do a 45 minute profane lifetime movie. <sighs>
1: <laughs> God. So you think this is more of an homage to the original or
0: what's that the remake? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you I after think I see I've it.
1: seen. I, I know I've seen part one, because uh, that's the one which pretty much his mom. And oh, oh, spoiler end.
0: alert! <laughs> killer mommy, killer. I hope I hope Gale and Maggie are listening because I know they really love horror movies. So I'm just gonna. Uh, do I? I wonder if they like clowns because everybody seems to be freaked out by clowns. And I and then we have some people that we work with and I love to walk up behind them and go. They float, Georgie. They all float. <laughs> They hate that. I don't get why. It's
1: funny. This absolutely why I love Tim Curry. So oh,
0: God. We had to you know what we had to do? I um, want to do like the TV movies. By the way, this is the you could tell we both really dug this movie because this is gonna be called the tangential episode of Forgotten Flix. This if, is the rabbit hole episode. Yeah, this is the up the rabbit's hole from beginning to end. Yeah, um I would love to do like a themed, like every once in a while, like Stephen King TV miniseries episode. I would love to do it. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, because there's a few of them that are they're actually good, and then there's some like um, the Langoliers, which see
1: that's actually not a bad idea because I'd like to do maybe some episodes where we theme it around uh, more some of it, blending of movies and TV, maybe character types or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think we go way all over the place with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And which you know it would be very it would be a kind of outside our comfort zone going all over the place.
1: I don't know if I could handle
0: it. I don't know. It would be. Really I, I honestly don't because I. It. You know I prefer to be focused at all times, and on topic.
1: Speaking of, what the fuck movie are we doing again?
0: <laughs> um, I'm pretty confident we are doing Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Two.
1: Oh, I thought this was St. Patrick's Day.
0: No, no. So do we
1: have a trailer or what?
0: Um, yes, we do. In <laughs> fact, um, for April Fool's Day, and we shall play it. And and um, it is okay. I'm going to warn everybody real quick, especially those horror. Haters, I, well, I don't say haters. The, the people who are freaked out by horror chickens. movies. This, yeah, basically chickens. chicken shits. That's basically where I was going with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I this trailer is gonna I, just the I didn't, just, add, wait,
1: what? I didn't add the shit part. I just said chickens. You're
0: the well. I actually wasn't gonna add the chicken part.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: I just like shits, I have Tourette's. I, I just I said, <laughs> I have Tourette's. So here's what I'm thinking. April Fool's Day. The trailer is one of the t- most terrifying trailers I've ever heard in my life. It it thankfully it's only like thirty seconds long. It's I guess it must have been a TV trailer, but there's just something about it, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm just gonna go and play it, dude. Let me just play it. Please. Paramount Pictures cordially invites you to the party
2: to end all parties. April Fool. You are such a jerk.
1: Is something wrong?
2: April Fool's Day. Get ready to party till you drop. Rated R. Starts Thursday, March 27th at a theater
0: near you. I just realized why I found it so terrifying. Starts
2: Thursday, March 27th at a theater near you.
0: (laughs) Which conveniently was just a few days before April 1st. And I figured out why it terrifies me, though. That's the exact same song used in the Boogie Nights trailer. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> Dirk's you Diggler. Have, Dirk's Diggler. Penis phobia. <laughs> Dirk's Diggler. You know, there's this nightmare situation. And I'm just saying. Um, you have trauma. Yeah. So. That's all right. <laughs> deep. Deep <laughs> Roy. I'm going to create that sound bite. It's going to be like a foghorn. Deep. Yeah. Roy. <laughs>
1: Best porn name ever. I don't
0: know. Dirk Diggler is pretty good. <laughs>
1: I'd have to go with Deep Roy. Thank you.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Harry Reams. There was a good one. Ew. That was a guy. He was a real guy. And, <laughs> and much like all 70s porn stars, he was a handsome chap. <laughs> and a hairy chap, and too. And a I hairy chap. A <laughs> Harry hairy reams. He'll ream you out and leave your bed oh. covered in the
2: curlicue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, before this really goes <laughs> up a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, or the rabbit hole. Sorry. Yes, yeah. Um, we really should s- spoiler alert this one because oh, yeah, this has definitely should. got some spoilers yeah, is, yes, in it. Yes.
0: Yes. This is a whodunit, as it were. So let me go ahead and okay. just randomly pick one because JV doesn't love us anymore.
2: Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please.
0: The best part about that, isn't JV actually from sort of the New York area?
1: Uh, Yeah, somewhere north of us, which means New York. Because I think he may
0: be worse at that sort of Brooklyn accent than I am (laughs) at my cockney (laughs)
2: Your Cockney accent, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, at least
0: at least I, I know I can do Southern, because, you know, having lived here my whole life. But, yeah, Cockney, I, I admit, I, you know, I, it needs work. Governor? A little bit. I actually went to Jason and I said, can I borrow two pence, governor? I don't even know how much two pence is worth. What is it, like two pennies? <laughs> uh,
1: two pence, I don't know, like a quarter? I
0: don't know. Let's, 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 really butch, let's really show our complete ignorance here. I don't know, is that like a, a quid? That's a quid. That's like a ten spot, right? I, I don't even. Although everybody in the now, UK right know, now is no, going, God, I hate these morons.
1: It's not a quid. It's like quid pro quo. Or
0: oh, something, right? whoa, yes, pro bono. Oh, wait, Boner. no, that was pro bono was if you voted for Sunny Bono.
1: Yeah, I thought that was oh, Cher's wait. husband was pro bono. Yeah, for I mean, a quid. Oh, quid pro bono, maybe.
0: Quid? Quaid? <laughs> maybe like Dennis Quaid? No, I don't know. I got nothing, man. Okay, so God, what, I
1: swear to God, we got to talk
0: about this movie. Itself. Okay, well, real quick, real quick, I just want to ser- seriously address this issue. This is not a freaking horror movie, and my I had seen this when I was a kid, like right after it came out on video, so I've been around eighty-seven or so. And I tell you, this is I my memory of this movie was, and I knew how I remembered how it ended and everything. So we'll get to that, but it is not like this at it, it best is a okay. mystery suspense. Filmed...
1: Okay, well, before you, get into, before you get into critiquing it, let, let okay. me give the synopsis for okay. You. okay, okay. So, so this is basically the story of a group of friends, uh, college buddies, uh, friends, and not really buddies, just kind of almost random horny. college friends. They're horny, them,
0: Jason. They're horny.
1: Yeah, uh, they are very horny. Uh, most of them are. Um, and they are all friends of Muffy.
0: <laughs> the vampire slayer?
1: <laughs> a Muffy diver. And she is the owner or soon-to-be owner of this palatial estate uh, somewhere, I'm going to say Maine, right?
0: Um, you know what? I say Maine's a safe bet.
1: Yeah, because it's a, it's a beautiful uh, kind of island estate, and they all get on this ferry that goes across. and It's the last ferry of the weekend, dun, 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 and the next ferry doesn't come until Monday. So they all get taken over to uh, this beautiful island, and Muffy has invited them all over for um, a party, a weekend getaway kind of thing. And all of these little pranks happen to them. And it's set up. Muffy is kind of playing gags on them. Ha ha. She gives them all champagne glasses that leak. And, you know, there are little things like one of them chair falls is fold away and falls down. And, and there's like and there's like are- a
0: guy who gets his face smashed in and his eyeballs hanging. Oh, wait, that really wasn't funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so, yeah, the setup of the movie was that as the fairy's coming across, two of the guys in the group played this prank where they one pretended they were playing with a switchblade and one pretended to accidentally. Yeah,
0: the, yeah accidentally, except he took a switchblade and full on like dagger throws it at his ass.
1: Yes. And he falls in. And, of course, two guys jump in to help him because they think it's real. And and then they like, ah, that was a joke. And one of the guys is still in the water, and he's like, oh, I'll tie the boat up. And he swims over to tie the boat up, and, of course, this giant ferry, the ferry driver's like, okay, you tie it up. I'll pull up close to the dock, and they smash this guy's head into the side of the ferry Well, it's it's not really
0: smashing his head as much as it's ripping off the side of his face.
1: Uh yes, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um and they pull him up, he's screaming bloody murder. Ah and they drag him into the boat. The sheriff comes over, uh, sees it happening, he's out on the lake on a boat, he comes over, they drag him into the boat, take him up to the hospital or wherever it is, and the ferry driver goes with them and um takes the ferry across. And so the rest of the weekend is this lighthearted affair.
0: It's <laughs> all, uh
1: drinking and having sex and basically being morally defunct. Um on this island. Well, it wouldn't so, be an 80s slasher film
0: if it wasn't like full of a bunch of teen to early twenties kids that are morally defunct. I mean that's sort of the point, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. This is and and in the beginning this movie is very formulaic. So you could actually watch as things happen and and uh predict sort of what they're trying to build on. But slowly people start to get
0: killed. And
1: well we so, assume
0: because it's usually like
1: yeah, because yeah, well at some point, you see heads floating in water, okay, and you, so you see, yeah, yeah. you know, dead body, um, and you see guy hanging, you know. Okay, so okay well, real quick, and I just asked can I? Friends,
0: do you, when do you want to address the cast? Are you are you hold, Are you saving that one? Yes, let me just. Finish. Okay, I'll be okay. okay. I just get this
1: because this is almost it. because I mean, so if, if I'm
0: interrupting your synopsis, because I really don't want to screw it up. No, you're not. Mm-hmm? Not at all. You're not at okay. All. It's okay,
1: keep going. Um, and so then, because if
0: honestly, know, if I, if I'm really messing, <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, no, you're not. I you got know, uh, uh, I gotta have you talk to me. I swear to God, if I got, like, 30 seconds out, I would really freak out and think something was wrong. So, <laughs> so basically, people start dropping off like flies, and then there's a twist. So, that's it. I still got, like, 18 seconds. You can go ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm giving you 30. I- I'm giving you 30. 12. Five. Five. Four, three.
1: Oh two, yeah, Muffy is also known as five. Buffy.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so. Oh. Ah, where'd he go? Crazy shenanigans. Yes, of course. So Jason, obviously, of the two, the two crazy wacky pranksters, on the fairy barge, whatever that thing was, the floating yeah, atoll. It,
1: uh, it was Arch, which was played kind of the played by. Only wank Yanker played by. Thomas Wilson,
0: who was,
1: um, he was in Back to the Future. He yeah. was the played um, Biff, yeah. Yes. Um, Why don't you make like a tree
0: get, and get out of here? Get
1: out of here. <laughs> 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 My favorite was his cane in Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, had the fist on it, and he knocked on your head with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> hello. <laughs>
2: they
1: fly. <laughs> um. Yes, Thomas F. Wilson played uh, Arch who was one of the, the two main pranksters in the beginning. Yes. Um, and he seemed to be the horn dog who you never really knew which one of the girls he wanted to actually get with.
0: I'm pretty confident that, he, that if one of the guys had given up some ass, he would have gone for that. Yeah, I don't think he was discriminatory. Yet. He just,
1: no, no. There were several points in that that he kind of did the, ha-ha, we're playing around. Let's get, you know, man love. Nah. but
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, you know what he did? He reminded me of, like, like teenage boys who, like, do the whole thing where they, they kind of pre- pretend... But it's just an excuse to do a little grab assing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're
1: so gay. You're so gay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. I'm going to pull my pants down.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What do you think of this?
1: Yeah, there were were actually several moments like that in this. And it was funny because they didn't play it off like we've talked about in some of the other movies that we've covered, where they really kind of stereotype and make kind of uh, use
0: uh, homosexuality
1: as a negative and a nasty. This one, they actually – I mean, they played around like it, but it was never a
0: – It was not mean spirit. It didn't have a mean-spirited vibe. What is as
1: nasty as some of the ones that we've covered? Yeah. But um, in this one anyway, uh, yeah, Arch is one of the ba- uh, the uh, jokesters, pranksters. And, and then the other guy was Skip, and he was uh, Griffin O'Neill, who yes. was um, really you know, mainly acted through the 80s, early 90s a little bit, but then hasn't really um, – uh, acted since then and and done much since then. he's done some um uh, tv series a little bit of work but in general he's 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 done a lot of 80s stuff but those two are the ones that played the pranks
0: and of course um it had half the cast of just one of the guys (laughs) you caught that right no really really no oh you didn't catch that
1: Oh! Oh! Yes! Yes! Yeah! It had Rick oh, Clayton yeah.
0: Roner was played yep. Rick in just one of the guys and yeah, uh, Deborah yep. is there is it Deborah Goodrich, I think, is the actual actress's name, but she also played yeah. Deb. She played Deborah in just one of the guys and her character in this. I can't. Was it Nikki? It was Nikki. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah there were two of them. It was Chaz who played the, I guess, oversexed.
0: I would he, would he have, yeah, film p- pornographer. I think he was going to be a p- future pornographer.
1: Yeah, I think he was definitely going to be into. Uh, yeah. Hardcore porn, because uh, in the beginning when they set it up, you know, he meets uh, one of the people there who I guess was just a um, in a theater class with Muffy. So she got invited to this day who also looked like she was 42 years old. Yes, she did not look. This look
0: like this look like the cast of The Big Chill. Like this was (laughs) these were. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be like, I mean, I'm assuming they're graduate students, maybe because of the whole med school thing. They've got it because they've got to at least be mid to late 20s.
1: I don't know. I'm saying, you know, getting their bachelor's because he's talking about going to med school. And... Yeah, but
0: you have, don't you have to do some graduate work before you go to med school? <laughs>
1: yeah, like I'm a doctor.
0: <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, but you play one on TV. You play I, one on the podcast.
1: I play with one on the
0: podcast. Whoa. Uh, no, That's what, what you call it.
1: Yes. Um. No. And So, yeah, they all look like they were 28, 29, but she looked you know and i don't mean old in a bad way no no she, she just, just looked, looked more very more mature
0: yeah way way, yeah. way more like conservative dressed down proper very just you know like a school marm kind of which i mean i know was the character that's what they were going for yeah
1: yeah but and, he uh uh clayton Roner's character uh chaz definitely like she was sitting on the she's sitting on the ferries it's coming across the the bay or whatever it is and she's he's like oh what are you reading she's like Oh, Milton's Paradise Lost is such a tragedy. No one ever reads this anymore. And what are you reading? <laughs> he, like has a like a total porn mag there with like, yeah. some woman's legs spread. With, with this, like, yeah, with
0: this like really oddly placed black dot. Like, did you always <laughs> feel like this movie was like they were on the on, like they all the way up to the point of filming, they were on the fence as to whether it should be PG thirteen because other than the language, like I don't even know what this is. R. Other than language.
1: Well, there was a lot of language. There was a lot of sexual innuendo. But even like the
0: blood and gore, especially when you turn, we'll get to the end. But but yeah. even that, it's like I've seen as, you know, like freaking Temple of Doom was about as no. gory in parts as this was. The
1: blood and gore was definitely not, I think, what made this an R. I think it was the adult situations, the adult language, sexual content. I don't think it had anything to do with the... Quote, unquote, Murders that were in this. So <laughs> unquote, I think it was more, uh, I think it was more because this was more adult because she's half naked. And in one scene they actually kind of show a sex scene, pseudo sex scene. Yeah, but they, the that, that was, that was like
0: PG 13 level though. They didn't, you know, it wasn't. 80, yeah, I, I don't know. Used, I dude, this oh, was not eighty they, slasher movie sex and nudity by any stretch.
1: No, 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 no. But they, they did drop the F bomb several
0: times. Oh, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it had to be language. Purely, I mean, because there's no other reason. And maybe a little bit. I mean, I guess it was gory in parts, because reg- if you don't know the end, yeah. obviously you wouldn't. So
1: It wouldn't have been hard to edit this down to a PG-13. No, so, it really wouldn't. It really um, wouldn't. And I don't think it would have taken anything away. From so, all right. So, I'm actually going to pop the cherry on this No, one no, 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 I-
0: no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I just, because I <sighs> want to... No, you, wait. Um, <laughs> no, I want to talk about Deborah Foreman, who played okay. Muffy, because she was in... Uh, she actually probably had one of the biggest careers... Up to that point, uh, she had been in Valley Girl, right? Yep. And yep. I'm trying to think what she had done pr- prior to Because she ended up doing two movies with Bruce Campbell. Did you catch what they were?
1: Uh, no. I don't remember.
0: Sunday. I didn't even look her right up. Right now, right now, right now, our buddy Shannon is out there going, Jason, yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Sundown, Vampire and Retreat. And then oh, like, yeah. yeah, very shortly thereafter she did Lunatics, a love story, which also starred Ted Raimi, of course, according to the trailer Theodore Raimi. And Mr. Campbell, I think, had a much smaller part in that, but
1: Yeah. No, I haven't seen either of those. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked about Sundown, the Vampire Retreat, but Yeah,
0: she was in Waxwork.
1: Yep. I did know that.
0: Yeah. Didn't know she was in Waxwork, I like so Waxwork. Seen that one it's it's that not Waxwork. a good movie, but I like it. Yeah. Meh. Welcome so. to the waxwork.
1: But in this, she the her character was supposed to be uh in and you know, I the whole setup to this movie was that she was there was some secret with her. That there was some history with her. And 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 they they definitely played up the something had happened to her. I mean, in the very beginning of the movie, there was something odd and she made a comment about when her brother died at one point and um the house was odd and there was weird things about her demeanor. And then obviously as they played her character through, she seemed to get more and more distant and yeah, what's going on here. And I will say, her performance in this was my favorite.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So she definitely stole well, the stage. And the
0: but and the other person that was good, and we did and this last person I'll I will uh jump in here with is Amy Steele, who probably better yes. best known in addition to this film for friday thirteenth part two she was the she was the final girl in uh Friday thirteenth part two who um takes takes the old uh, machete to Jason with his sack on his head <laughs> and puts on mother's sweater out with a little crusty blood on it because she had her head cut off uh. Jason Ugh. i'm your mother oh yeah that's good stuff
1: yeah, that's that's f- <laughs> uh yeah and she had the very classic Feathered. Oh um, God, that is such 80s an eighties haircut. Hair. Yes, like no it, it,
0: body it, it, to the hair whatsoever.
1: No, flat, straight. Yes, yeah, like how can you feather length. it
0: but have no body to it? I don't get that. <laughs> I mean, I have no hair, so I'm not one to talk. I get that, but
1: <laughs> no, she was great in this, and she she did act she was the uh, she and who was the guy that played her her boyfriend?
0: Oh I yeah, I can't remember Rob, the actor's name. Yeah,
1: Rob was his name. Um,
0: we'll just call him Jim.
1: Ken, Ken Olant. Um, I've seen in... him
0: before. He was in Leprechaun. That's where I knew him from. Yep. No, yeah. dude. How sad is that? That's exactly what I knew him from. Is I it knew him. Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember his character. Yeah.
1: Yes, and he had you know the, he had feathered hair too. His was more like the Michael J. Fox. Yeah, the Ralph
0: Macchio. Like,
1: yes, where it kind of peaked up at the middle and was. Uh, I remember kind of...
0: requesting that hairdo.
1: I I do too.
0: I remember going in after after seeing Karate Kid, and and asking oh no. the barber. If he could make my uh, hair uh, like that, and what sucked is my my friend Jason, because again, that's a very rare name. It wasn't the one I'm talking to now. It's another Jason, um, and it, his hair was like perfect with it. He uh, he, it totally worked. Me, it's like it just flopped down like flat. It was it was like it was it was it was foreshadowing that my hair would betray me, that one betray- day it would leave me.
1: Your hair was trying to run away at that point. Yeah. That's what was happening. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, now let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a rat tail?
0: Oh, yeah. And my grandmother, who was, let's just say, uh, a wee bit religious, um, thought it was satanic. And she offered to take me to the Walmarts (laughs) to get me some new Bermuda shorts if I cut it. (laughs) (laughs) And me being the strong-willed child I was, I gave in.
1: Cut it off I totally for a pair agree. of Bermuda shorts. Yeah, pretty
0: sad, isn't it? Uh, In hindsight, yeah. it was. Really I remember on my was...
1: 13th birthday getting a business card from a barber that my mom had written on the back that this is good for one rat tail.
0: Oh, <laughs> dear God.
1: <laughs> and I went and got it, and I actually wore a Panama Jack midriff shirt. You remember those 80s oh. midriffs? Yeah, the, yeah, the ones that they,
0: the... everyone thought they looked <laughs> cool, but then when you see them now.
1: You're like, oh, my God, that's awful. <laughs>
0: Was it pink muscle shirt mesh tee? Was that the?
1: It wasn't mesh. It was sleeveless. Oh, what was it? Tell me, it was camo. It was red. Dang it! It was red. Sorry, big Panama jack on the front came right up to my chest. That was all. Oh, that was the first. That is frightening. So, so you
0: were what, twelve or thirteen?
1: I got sent home.
0: (laughs) Were were you you twelve or thirteen?
1: Um, uh, around. I was yes, I was uh I think I was uh, I was eleven or twelve, yeah.
0: So did people pretty much just think you had stapled uh one of those like <laughs> fro wigs to your to your stomach or something when you when you when you walked in with that?
1: I remember being and somebody 13 would pull, and- pull on it, you'd be like, ow
0: <laughs> I remember being
1: thirteen and one of my cousins little cousins saying, Your legs are hairy, they're my dad's <laughs> Yes, true story. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, uh, where were we? I don't know. (laughs) We were talking about Amy Steele and uh, Ken Olant. Yes, and uh, the performance actually
0: actually, across the board for the most part in this movie, the performance, especially by slasher eighty slasher movie standards, were pretty good.
1: Yeah, there was no bad acting in this for sure. I mean, I think there was a couple of over the top performances, but that was the character, and it was supposed to be that way. So none of it felt weird. Um, None of it felt like it was really, really off or really overacted or hammed up. I think all the actors and actresses in this did a really good job. I will say this. I can't stand this movie. This was awful. (laughs) Oh, my God. I went into this thinking, oh, man, this is going to be cool. I'm looking forward to a good 80s horror. We haven't done one in a little while. I'm looking for some good blood and guts. I mean, I know we just did Near Dark. but We talked about the fact that that wasn't really bloody and – and I, oh, compared I to this, to, that was
0: like a friggin' early Peter Jackson. Oh picture. my God, that
1: was a blood fest. Yeah, this it was like okay, well, going into it, yeah, okay, I'm, I, it's going to be a classic '80s mm-hmm. flick, a classic '80s horror flick. You could tell it was very formulaic. There was a lot of moral uh, degeneration at the beginning. You know that you know the people who are going to oh, yeah. get killed because of that and. Um, it was really uh, uh, Rob and and Kit's character that were the most morally neutral or the most sympathetic characters. You knew they were going to be the ones that survived to the end. But then the whole thing turns out to be a freaking wait joke. wait
0: wait wait. We'll get there. Now I will. I'm going to say this. I do not hate this movie. I can totally see why you do.
1: <laughs> I will never watch this movie again. No, no. Although I, I take that back. I take that back. I probably will watch this movie again just to set someone else up to watch it and see what they think.
0: Yeah, That's <laughs> <As> an <laughs> April Fool's joke conveniently enough. Yeah, surprise! I, I will, I'm will. i going to come at this and play devil's advocate and come at this from a from the argument of a couple things. Number one, if you go and take a horror movie you're going to be supremely pissed. If you're a horror fan and you rent this you are going to be This is not a horror. First off, it it, it defies what I personally think of as horror, which is, as we've discussed before, has to have some kind of unknown supernatural something in it to take it beyond the mortal realm, at least on some level. Most serial killer slasher movies, other than Halloween and ultimately Friday the 13th after part four, uh, rather six, because then he's pretty much undead. But most slasher movies, uh, and I'm not because he's a dream demon, most slasher (laughs) movies... And leprechaun, because he's a leprechaun. No, oh, keep going. Keep um. Going. Um, yes. But most slasher movies would fall probably more into the thriller kind of category. They're darker and they're grittier and they're more violent. But that being said, this doesn't even fall in that category. Because this is a straight up like Agatha Christie who done it with horny college kids. Now, this is why I say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can change your mind. I'm not gonna change your mind that you liked the movie as an experience oh, because no. cause again what you were expecting that. But I'm gonna see if I can make an argument for why it's not as bad as you think it was. Number one, 1986. Let's put this in perspective. In 1986, all right, the movies that, this is sort of where, you know, slasher films and Hollywood, it's really kind of reaching, you know, critical mass. So, 86 is when you had, you know, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, which is a personal favorite of mine because I like the gothic trappings of it. And you had, I mean, literally every year a Friday the 13th movie was coming out at this point, okay? And in—in <laughs> by 86 you had had the first two Nightmare on Elm Streets with Part 3 Following shortly behind in 87 with Dream Warriors, you had, I mean, 86, you had like all these straight to vid- just schlocky crap, like trick-or-treat, and just garbage, okay? But
1: the the market for fake blood was
0: on the, the charts. Yes. <laughs> yes, Fangoria was a top-selling magazine, <laughs> so on and yes. so forth, okay? So this is the time. In the yep. middle of all that, in the middle of all that, this movie comes out and is... Postmodern before postmodern. It is subversive in a way that's clever and annoying all at the same time. Because if you think about it, think about what it did. It showed, I mean, at that time, dude, every, every, every movie, every movie that was a slasher movie, just about, it was TNA everywhere. And it was literally, you know, up until I think Friday 13th, part seven, is where the MPAA really started to crack down on slasher films and editing the crap out of them. So even, but up to 86, up to that point, that hadn't been the case so much. So there was a lot more leeway. So in that it did kind of what scream did. And, and I think scream worked better because it's a timing issue. Scream comes out in 96 where, it's not just hit critical mass. It's way I mean, any any slasher horror type movies that are coming out at this point are a joke. You know, everybody predicts them. It's like the era of Dr. Giggles and Brain Scan and all these type kind of films. So there's no more cultural love for them, okay? So that's when Scream comes out. But Scream essentially did the same kind of thing. It was, although Scream was a hell of a lot bloodier than this, um, but it did no nudity, because that was the expectation of those movies. Uh the the plot was more of a who done it in Scream, much like this one. And I'm a personal I love mystery. I love that kind of thing. So that doesn't bother me. And I like that they totally tried to set you up as an audience with all these tropes. They they, you know, they played on like you said, it was so predictable, slash me, blah, 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 blah. So that way at the end, you don't see it coming. And I don't care who you are, Deborah Foreman at the end there with a big ass knife. That's creepy. Like the way she just was in like those kind of old-fashioned kind of clothes and her wild hair and she's on that table. That was creepy. Now, I remember seeing it when I was a kid, and it scared the shit out of me, but because I was a kid. It's not scary now. But that being said, if you take it within that context of what they were trying to do, I'm not saying they did it perfectly. I'm not saying it's a great movie. I am simply saying giving credit for the fact that they tried in an era when nobody was trying to do anything different with the the horror slasher movie formula. These guys did it. Okay. Are you done? Point counterpoint.
1: (laughs) Point counterpoint. Yes. All right. I will give you a couple of things. Number one, I will definitely give Fred Walton credit, the director, for going against Mm -hmm. what was definitely a huge swelling tide of very formulaic similar movies with yes. the same kind of, you know, like you said, the same blood and guts, the same yep. TNA, yep. the same... Which he, of course, um, had
0: helped pioneer with When a Stranger Calls.
1: Right, yeah. right. And which, you know, has a, another connection to Scream, you know, the whole, yep. mm-hmm. the whole opening to it. Yep. Um, The biggest difference with those, and this one, I would say going through... Ugh, I would say th- three quarters, but I would say more than three quarters. Maybe five-sixths of this movie. Mm-hmm. They were definitely following that perfect static si- uh, system of what the, the slasher and horror movies were of the time period. But by the time, it was down to just that last couple. It was just down to Kit.
0: Yeah. which is That's Ron. like the last five and minutes they were the last of the movie. Of yeah.
1: Is it the last five? That's yeah, it, the last ten.
0: But... Yeah, maybe. Maybe the okay. last ten, yeah.
1: Right, maybe. So it's down to the last two of them. Everybody else has been killed. They are the last ones. They realized they have to go back into the house. Seriously, at that moment, I thought, God damn it! if this is all a joke,
0: <laughs> if this is all fake, <laughs>
1: I'm going to fucking hate this movie. I am going to hate this movie. And I'm watching, and then all of a sudden— well, see, So you, 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 you had
0: already established your expectation then.
1: No, I started to figure it out. That's the problem. And then they get up into the house. They're in the basement. They're like, oh, maybe this is something else. And then um, they see Muffy and Buffy. Ooh. He had an evil twin. Well, and, which,
0: and they did set that up earlier with the picture.
1: Yep, they found a picture of that she had. There was a twin girl of hers, that they never heard about. And then in the basement or in the boat before they had to go in the house when they were the last two people. They found a letter conveniently on the mm-hmm. the boat seat that said, "Uh, uh, that Mrs. St. John was not stable and she escaped from the mental institution. And she has and a wart. She needs to be." <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be watched out for. And they were like, oh, my God, Muffy, that can't be her. She's been at Vassar this whole time. And they, but they have to go back in the house, and inside the basement, there's Muffy and Buffy. And even at that time, I was like, okay, maybe not. Maybe they're going to pull it out. Maybe this is really about she has an evil twin who has killed everybody and taken over, and you know they don't know the difference. By the time they get up into the kitchen and Muffy is coming out, or I guess at this point it's supposed to be Buffy – quote, unquote. The
0: vampire. And well, she's... you did see a decapitated head, too.
1: Yes, you did see a rubber head fall off of the shelf. Yes. Um, which I will say, that whole picture frame with the head behind it, yeah, that, that's was, creepy. Creepy. That's yeah, that creepy. was creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. But it was mainly because that painting was effed up
0: for you. Yeah, The, the, yeah. the
1: eyes cut out, and yeah. there was eyes behind it. So, anyway, by the time they got in the kitchen, and and Buffy was at the door trying to poke through with that knife, I was like, oh, God damn it! if this is fake. And then Kit starts backing up to these double sliding doors that are closed between the kitchen and the living room. And the kitchen is all dark and it's all scary. And so what this about blue- this, though, like, makes you think
0: it's going to be fake? Like, I don't get where, where, how any of that's cueing you into the fakeness of it.
1: It all be- it all felt like it was building up to – there's a twist here. There's, This is not – it's all built up to this is all going to be a big fucking joke because everybody before this – there was all these little jokes that they were leading up to that everything Dude, the, sh- the was
0: movie dope. is called April Fool's Exactly.
1: Day. And then, of course, Buffy <laughs> comes charging at her. Oh, I'm sorry, Buffy comes charging at her with this knife. Slowly, I'm going to kill you. And as Kit's backing up to the door, I'm like, God damn it, it's a joke. I knew at that moment when she's backing up to the double door, I'm like, those double doors are going to open and everybody's behind her is going to go, April Fool's! And which which they course, did, and
0: they all just kind of stood there, which I always was creepy. That
2: In did actually
1: a... give me a pause for a moment because she opens the doors. The living room is full of everybody sitting there, and they act like they don't see what's going on. They're all doing something. They're all either, you know, filing yeah. their nails yeah. or drinking or talking or, you know, whatever. And they're not looking at Kit. They don't
0: getting move. Getting they're fellatio from a decapitated rubberhead. Oh, wait. That's later. <laughs> that's later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then – so then she looks around, and she's like, what the – what? what? what and then muffy goes ha and she stabs the the yeah, knife well, it was a retractable knife a yeah. right mm-hmm. retractable knife okay i didn't hate the movie at that point i was disappointed <laughs> listen i was disappointed because i thought oh god dang it okay but the end of the movie uh huh that's what pushed it over the edge for me so in the very beginning of the movie muffy is kind of preparing the house for a party She's in the basement, and there's this rickety, uh, uh, kind of rusty old jack-in-the-box. Uh-huh. And she slowly starts cranking it very slowly. While and she's then having
0: only... some kind of flashback.
1: Right, and yeah. they don't even play the sounds of it. There's like some music in the background, and it flashes back to her at a birthday party, and someone gives her a jack-in-the-box for her uh-huh. birthday, and it shows her as a little girl, and it flashes between her eyes and the jack-in-the-box and her contemporary self, and when she finally gets around to cranking the jack in the box when it pops open because the outside is like little duckies and yeah. it's little you know baby stuff she cranks it up when it pops open it's like a
0: freaking rubber monster <laughs> or something yeah. inside. I mean, she's like it. nine years old yes, and then you're no. like oh that's why she's a psycho got it
1: yeah and all of her family's cracking up laughing over it and so as her contemporary self gets almost to the end when it pops up she stops and she puts it down on the shelf so at the very end of the movie they, they basically – oh, they popped the whole thing. Guess what? It's April Fool's, and Muffy says, I want to turn this place into a, a, a mystery who done it bed and breakfast kind of thing, and you all were my guinea pigs. I needed to test it out, um, and, a, and each one of you didn't know it was a joke until I came to, quote, unquote, kill you, and then I let you in on the joke, and you helped with the rest of the jokes. So they're all partying and drinking and getting hammered. And, of course, that's when Chaz takes the rubber head of Buffy and does the slow dance. Yeah, I'm thinking,
0: that really, dude? That's
1: slap? Yeah, that you, effed up.
0: Yeah, you, you better be real high on something. To, you know.
1: <laughs> and more than Dom on. So as the party winds down, Muffy very slowly, and the camera follows her, makes her way up to her bedroom. like She's drunk, and she's kind of stumbling, and she gets up there, and she walks into a room, puts the bottle down, and on her bed is a wrapped gift, the size of a jack-in-the-box. Now, this whole time, all the friends and everybody have not left each other's sight. So she goes up there, and she looks at it, and she kind of freaks out, looks around. Finally, she she takes one more swig. She sits down on her bed. She unwraps it. It is a blank, white jack-in-the-box. And she slowly, slowly starts to crank it. ding, Ding,
0: ding, 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 ding,
1: ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding ding ding. And of course she gets all the way to the end ding, ding, and stops. Ding, 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 she puts it to the side ding. and just leaves it there. And she looks at it. And she takes that and then she picks it up. And she even holds it close to her face. And at this point I'm thinking, All right, this movie will redeem itself if something jumps out of that box, stabs her in the face, and kills her stone dead on that <laughs> bed. Because the irony of that is set up this whole thing and she gets killed. And she she starts to crank it, and as she cranks it, there is this flash. Something pops out of the jack in the box. Somebody jumps from the dark shadows behind her, ah! from behind the bed, grabs her neck, rakes a knife across her neck to gut her, and blood everywhere. And I'm like, oh, oh there's the twist. <laughs> <laughs> and then Muffy's like, oh, huh, huh, huh? And the girl's
0: like... It's Nan, too, even, the, the, the school saying? marm, or whatever she was.
1: That's right. And she's like, oh, you weren't... No, 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 no. Like-
0: no. She, I, I had to rewind it. I couldn't tell what she said. She goes, yeah. April Fools.
1: That's right. And guess what? It was a fake knife and fake blood. It was like
0: the Tom Savini knife where they cut the uh, little... A little kind of a curve out of the blade so that they can make it. Yes, it like well, what's stupid about that is she, when she pulls the knife away, Muffy grabs her throat. Like she's really bleeding. Um, You would totally feel the curvature of the fake knife. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's, so it's, man, it's, it's only like... fake to the people seeing it done, not the person having it done.
1: So this is the first goddamn horror movie I've ever watched where no one dies.
0: That's true. Technically, no. Um, and actually, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. I think I said that wrong. The person who's having it done to them knows it's fake, but everybody who's witnessing the knife to the throat bit thinks it's it real. Looks yes, yeah. but but yeah. I, so oh, wait, no, wait, you no, dead. Jay, no, no, I'm not letting you off the hook. No, that was not the wait, final, the final, final twist. <laughs> Close up on the Harlequin that had popped out of the Jack in the Box.
1: Oh <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. So the 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 thing that pops out of the jacket box is actually this Harlequin clown, and suddenly the camera slowly starts closing in on the face of that Harlequin. And guess what? It winks at you. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, to your point, that would have been a hell oh, of wow. a cool twist if it turned out that Nan or whatever her name was was like was an actual like psycho. Yes, because yes. I'll be honest with you. The other thing I don't and and. and Everything aside, I mean, totally I stand by what I said earlier about the sort of kind of trying to do this postmodern thing at the time before, you know, that was the cool thing to do to be that ironic. But because it it definitely was meant to be, I think, be more of an homage to like Agatha Christie, like the whole, uh, you know, and then there were none kind of, uh, you know, because I mean, that's about people going to an island and there's. 10 of them, and, you know, or I think it's also called 10 Little they Indians. Definitely, and... They
1: definitely did do well playing up, like, the twist of who actually could it be killing. I mean, before it really became obvious that it was Muffy, yeah, you actually thought it could be any number of people within it, yeah. you know, and it, there was definitely some twists of who done it. Like, it was definitely had that Agatha Christie feel about halfway through. But yeah. After that, it really, that's when it went down.
0: Well, and and I think that probably the biggest problem I would have with it, well, there's two big things. One is how unbelievably mean spirited it would be to do that to friends. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to do a (laughs) prank on somebody, have them, Oh, they fall in a prop chair, dribble glass or ha ha ha. But like, full-on make them think that their other friends are dead, and, like, seeing this, like, people with this, like, faces, hang, eyeballs hang out, thinking that they're responsible for it, and just all the Because ultimately, until they, quote-unquote, got killed, they didn't know about the joke, which makes sense, because then they probably wouldn't have been in on it as well. But then you're also supposed to believe that all these people wouldn't have been, like, so supremely pissed. they have been like, screw you, bitch, I'm out, and yeah. w- walked First out. First
1: thing I would have done, when I walked into that room, and everybody's there like, is punched <laughs> her dead would have punched her right in the mouth.
0: <laughs> if I had been I Amy Steele's character, <laughs> that's exactly what it. That would have been like, you. Exactly.
1: Well, <sighs> well, they, they actually – at one point when she gets the joke kind of sprung on her, Rob's still in the closet, and he's screaming for her to run, run, run. And then the guy, the um, one of the ferry drivers, the guy that got his face smashed, yeah. pops it into the closet the yeah. with him. Right. And he screams, and Rob's screaming, and he actually peels away the fake rubber. Which, by uh, the way,
0: latex. I know enough about practical effects to know that this guy's a makeup effects guy. He's not going to be friggin' basically underwater applying this <laughs> yeah. this this he's, latex he's, uh, prosthetic to his face. He was hiding <laughs> underneath the barge. <laughs> I mean, what? I, you know, guys sit in cha- you know, makeup chairs for three hours to have an application like that put on properly. And, like, this guy's going to just, even if it was, like, one of those, like, real quick and dirty ones where he's supposed to be an extra in the background, which obviously it wasn't because people would be seeing it up close. Yeah. So I don't buy that for a second.
1: Okay, so he pops into the closet with Rob. Rob thinks he's real for a second. Then the guy's like, ha, 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 peels the thing off his face and smacks it on Rob's face. Rob finally busts out of the closet, goes running into the room. I thought at that point they were actually going to play the ironic twist of... Rob actually thinks someone's going to kill him, and he slashes out and kills somebody. Like that's what they built this up. Yeah, to be now movie.
0: that would have completely destroyed the tone of the movie, though. That would have not. I, I but, yeah, that would have. But
1: I mean, they 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 built that up with um, what was the guy's name? Uh, was it Buck, the one that was like the the guy that was just trying to get with Muffy because Harvey? Of money and stuff? How? Ha- yeah, that they kept calling Harvey because he had yeah, the gun yeah, yeah, and like he put it in his,
0: yeah his belt. And
1: he, when he had the gun, I thought he was going to. Accidently did they ever? Stage.
0: Did they ever pay that gun off? Now that I'm thinking about it, he tucked. Yes, you.
1: because she said, she said, oh, and and I had a bit of a hard time with Hal because who would have thought he would have brought a gun? And lo- thankfully he didn't shoot me because she like one liner played that off.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous! I didn't even catch that.
1: Yes, when she's there's an old
0: rule, and they, it may have been Nabokov that said it. If you you know going to have a gun that comes into play in the third act, I'm totally paraphrasing here. You set it up at the beginning. You show it, but if you show it, you better pay it off. That's that's I think like,
1: it was, if you show. So, I think it was if you show a shotgun leaning in the corner, yeah, you, you talk about a shotgun yeah, in the corner, it better, you get, better have a shotgun later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and ultimately they completely, and I mean, you could make well, see, that's postmodern. That's subversive. Ugh. No, that's so just she, bad storytelling people.
1: No, she played it off by saying, oh, and who would have thought how would have actually brought a real gun? In? Oh, but, uh, oopsie. Uh, thankfully, thankfully everybody was okay. And that said, at the oh, end of
0: the day is my biggest problem. With this whole movie, with the whole really not the movie as much as Muffy's motivation and plan, because in order for what she pulls off to work, you essentially it's like it's like the lost conundrum, okay? Where. How would you know, potentially, what all these people, you know, were going to do, where their motives are going like to, how they're going right. to react? You don't know right. that. Humans, by their nature, are unpredictable, especially in those kind of situations. Sometimes they'll do predictable things, but oftentimes they will do unpredictable things based on the fact that you thought, oh, this guy would react this way, and then he doesn't. So the idea that they well, would go like, through the, the whole... window that she propped up at the beginning.
1: Yes. Come it's on. like the whole snake, the whole snake incident. Do You remember that? Oh, yeah. When... Arch goes into the woods. Yeah, I don't think
0: that was part of their plan to have like a rattlesnake.
1: Well, but they but they played the whole thing in the movie cuz he walks back and forth like three times uh-huh. and then he gets caught in like this snare trap that lifts him up in the air and he's hanging with his face and the snake is like striking at him and yeah. this booted figure comes up, slides the snake away with his boot. Revealing revealing a stage he's...
0: floor by the way.
1: <laughs> yes, which actually looked it was wood. It was, it was it a sta- like, it was uh, the stage floor. Yeah, it, you could see that it was, uh, like, sphagnum moss all kind of just piled <laughs> around with a snake on it. But um, – and we won't even get into the fact that that was not a venomous snake at all. That was actually a type of boa constrictor. But anyway, so <laughs> he swipes it away, and so at later, Nan was like, oh, and who would have thought there would have been a snake in the woods? Her explanations were all, like, afterthoughts.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, and gee, isn't it of, convenient oh, that luckily my friends no, didn't actually and die?
1: Yeah, oh, and the snake. And oh, and who could have thought about that? But of course it all worked out perfectly.
0: Yeah, and, and, and oh, just because this whole thing was a big scam, it's not like uh my, my good friend here, Blondie, isn't going to have like a friggin' post-traumatic stress syndrome as a result of going through this.
1: Okay. So I'm gonna say something here. Okay. I never thought I would say this about a murder mystery, about a horror film, about a slasher film. It's not.
0: It's not. It's a murder mystery. It's not a horror film, but Whatever.
1: Guys. Whatever. I liked Clue better than this as a murder mystery because you know why somebody actually effing died in
0: movie.
1: <laughs> nobody died in this movie
0: on that I'm note i can't the- even add to that dude touche <laughs> on that note let's go into our picks please oops i i, I cut it off a bit early sorry wait hold on <laughs> Yeah, Ripper. <laughs> all right so jay what did you pick
1: so i being so teed off that this movie <laughs> had actually no death or real blood in it uh i went with a movie that actually had some blood and guts and gore and killing and maiming <laughs> and and scariness in it um and i went with clayton roner who uh we talked about was in um, just one of the guys he was a love interest in that He was uh, Chaz in April Fools, who was the horn dog in that. Which, I'm seeing a
2: running theme going here.
1: Um, He played. He was also in a movie from 1997 that I saw in the theaters called The Relic.
0: Oh, the relic! That? Yes, I remember that. John yes.
1: Sizemore, yep. Penelope, Penelope, Penelope and Miller. Penelope
0: Rumiller, yeah, and it was based on yep. the uh, Douglas Preston. Um, who's the other guy? They wrote it together. Brain fart, brain fart, brain fart. Yeah, eh. Lincoln Child. That's wrote the novel. Yes. Uh,
1: Douglas Preston, Lincoln Child wrote yep. the novel, yep. and it's basically the story of this uh, natural history museum in which um, one of the uh, professors that was out in the Amazon, you know, brought back this um, uh, this creature that morphs and kind of uses dna to kind of create you know and, and, and grow and it becomes this really big monster in this you know uh they have to try and stop it it was actually a decent flick the one thing i remember about it was it was very dark now i don't mean dark in tone
0: i know yeah it was, physically it was very dark it was I physically
1: that. very dark like a lot of the scenes you couldn't see much yeah so if you are gonna watch this movie at home if you haven't seen it turn all the lights out in the house not because it's scary just it well, I think it would be
0: it might the, be scary to some people. It's a creature feature type, you know, monster yeah, on the loose of. Yeah, it's It's not
1: Yeah, it's 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 but it's no worse I would think than like you know, um what was the what was the flick back in the 70s? It was uh the people that were caught in the house in South Africa that was surrounded by lions and they were all coming in.
0: The, oh, oh, what was that are movie talking
1: about? It was actually like a gory movie where the lions were attacking, you know.
0: the yeah, Ghost in the, the Darkness. The pride was <laughs>
1: No, oh, no, or way earlier than that.
0: The seventies?
1: Oh, I'll remember as soon as we're done recording. But anyway, it was—I I equated it to—it was more like what if what happened if a big cat was trapped in the building with you or something. It was not like a oh no You, supernatural... know, what like?
0: you know what it's like? Shockma. Do you ever see Shockma? You would love Shockma. Shockma Shockma. No? <laughs> it, it came out late eighties, no. early nineties, like eighty-nine, maybe right around there. Eighty, somewhere in that ballpark. Roddy McDowell starred in it. It's uh-huh. basically about this um, baboon who gets, lo- mm-hmm. of course, a group of young people, uh, I should have made this my pick, but oh well, alas, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 long story short, a group of young people are quote-unquote partying down in this office building, and they get locked in with this medical experiment. It's really just a baboon that they use, but of course, those suckers get uh, nasty, right? And yeah. And uh, so shakma is this killer baboon, and... It's it's a really bad movie, but it's entertainingly bad. I think you'd dig it.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, this one was. I mean, uh, this was good. It wasn't so cheesy. There wasn't enough of the creature for it to be, you know, really uh, overly yeah. um, CGI or didn't you know, Stan uh, Winston do the Monster. effects too?
0: Wasn't this a Winston? Uh,
1: I don't remember. Okay. I didn't look deep into that, but um, I really enjoyed it when I, I saw it in the theaters, and then I of course saw it again when it came out and. and vhs or dvd later yeah um, um but it was really it's, it's a really decent movie so anyway um clayton Roner plays a detective in this kind of investigating what's going on with it and tom sizemore i love so he's uh he also plays a, um, a detective in this lieutenant vincent DeGasta.
0: oh that's right yeah i remember that
1: so that's a good oh, one But you anyway, know it's 97
0: it wasn't the um hold on I, i'm making this a point now make up or was it vincent gastini or something like that can't remember steve port no it was not it was not for some reason i thought it was a stan winston creation but it was not wait no uh it was people who were involved with stan winston's studio maybe that's why i thought that okay well whatever i digress eh. which is a real stretch for <laughs> me okay so the relic 1997 good pick jay so my pick Yeah. my pick tv movie folks a tv movie that's also a remake of a William Castle picture. It's 1988's "I Saw What You Did." Now, one may I ask, last summer? Um, no, that would be "I Know What You Did," and then the sequel, "I Still Know What You Did," which had Jack Black as a Rastafarian. God, that was an awful <laughs> movie. I mean, I know what you Did last summer is like one of those like entertainingly bad movies. Like I remember really digging it when it came out, but it's not in hindsight. It's not a good movie by any stretch, but it's, it's entertaining. The sequel was god awful and boring, minus Jennifer Love Hewitt in like a little white robe, but minus that. And did you know they made a third one? I had no idea. It's like, have no. I been out of the horror loop that long? It's like I always, I'll always know what you did last summer. Are you freaking kidding me?
1: I'll always know yeah. what you did last yeah. summer.
0: And then this, the next one's gonna be, don't think I'm old, forget what ever. you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. you can't hide what you did last summer. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, so, um, yes. I picked right, this right. one, I Saw What You Did. Uh, the original title of the uh, William Castle movie, it came out in the early 60s. Uh, my mom actually told me, there's like a handful of horror movies that my mom, who, interestingly enough, always didn't want me to watch horror movies, but yet she would tell me these stories about ones that freaked her out so bad, which, of course, oh, shock of shocks, made me want to see them. <laughs> Black Christmas was one, Alien was one, and then she would always talk about this movie called I Saw What You Did, I Know Who You Are, and it was about these two teenage girls who decided to do prank phone calls back, you know, in the day when you could. God, those were the good old days. You remember that, Jay? Remember before Caller ID, how easy it was? I remember calling up places and doing like the really original ones like, you know, is your refrigerator running? Well, you better go (laughs) catch it. Yeah, you know, ones like that. And, you know, yeah, yeah, those are those are the times and then they vetted like, was it star six nine? Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, and, and then they could trace it back. Yeah, and, people would
0: call you back, yeah. and you'd be like, "Hello, <laughs> hello."
1: <laughs> yeah, I never did that. Yeah, <sighs> although I did enjoy, I did enjoy the Jerky Boys.
0: Oh, oh God, oh God! So hey there, beefy tits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hey there, hey there, fruity. Hey. <laughs> oh God! Oh Jesus God! Yes, so I, I saw what you did. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's so
1: savage good. harvest.
0: That's Savage a Harvest. Andy Sedaris movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was like Savage Beach. Never mind. No.
1: 1981, starring Tom. Sybil Danning. What? No, Tom Skerritt.
0: You made that up. Okay. No, from <laughs> Alien. I know who Tom Skerritt is. He was also no, Top Gun. No, 1981.
1: That was the Lion movie, Savage Harvest. That was it. The one I was talking about. You're not
0: Lion, are you? Uh,
1: <laughs> if <laughs> I was, I'd be a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dear God. Okay, so I saw what you did. So these two girls (laughs) decide to do a prank phone call where they call people up at random out of a phone book and, and tell them, I saw what you did. I know who you are. And they hang up. Yeah, except they end up doing it to a guy who's just murdered someone. And that guy's a little unstable. Well, in the remake, it's a similar premise. The teenagers are played by Shawnee Smith, who was in... Most recently, the Saw movie. She was in several of those, but she also was in The Blob that we did early on. What was it, like, episode eight or nine or something like that? Seven. Some. Yeah. Anyway, we really enjoyed The Blob from 1988, which, same year. So, yep. yes, so Shawnee Smith was in this. Uh, Tammy Lauren plays her friends so it's Kim and Lisa. And uh, young Candace Cameron, sister of Kirk, is in it playing their, like, kid sister. And the psycho in question is played by none other than Robert Carradine from
1: oh my gosh, really? of the And
0: he's actually pretty menacing. And actually, David Carradine has a, a bit part in it. And I saw this when it came out on TV. like, And that's the last time I saw it. Um... Um, hypothetically, YouTube might have like it in two parts. <laughs> and hypothetically, if you used a program like, say, I don't know, keepvid.com, dot com, and it's very easy to copy URLs and then download uh, files that um, are convertible to video files, and then you can watch them. So, you know, hypothetically, it might be there because it's nowhere else. So, if and, you do that, we absolutely no, condemn it. That's wrong. People really need to go to jail. That's wrong. Har! Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but. I, I I hypothetically really would like to watch it again.
1: Uh, I would, too. Maybe we can find it on VHS someday.
0: Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the, it's the exact same premise. Uh, Carradine's killed yeah. someone. I'm not giving anything away because you figure that out pretty quick. And these two girls make the call. It's it's kind of like this creepy back in the day. The early technology this has a definite 80s vibe to it. So I saw what you did. 1988 or the original from, I believe, it's 64-ish, 63, somewhere in there. Check it out.
1: 65.
0: Okay, close enough. <laughs> yeah, you know, six of one. Eh,
1: six of one, decade
0: to the other. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. So, Jay, want to wrap us up here? And we, of course, have to say thanks to JV for that awesome, not-so-original spoiler alert because we've used it like 18 times. Oh, and you almost let me forget. You almost let me forget.
1: I was not going to let you forget. I was actually, as you said, Jay, You want to wrap it up? I was going to say, actually, I'd like to play a promo.
2: Indeed. Do you like movies? Well, let me make you an offer that you can't refuse. Have you ever found yourself standing at the local cineplex with that smell of freshly buttered popcorn wafting through your nostrils, wondering if that new Hugh Jackman movie is really worth your time? Or have you ever lamented about that time you spent scouring the vast expanse of the internet for movie and DVD release dates when, let's be honest, you'd rather be leveling up your troll hunter, working on the Great American Novel, or even watching kitten videos? Oh yes, I said kitten videos. I will do the work for you. All I ask is 15 to 30 minutes of your time every Tuesday. My name is Michael Faulkner and every Tuesday is showtime at The Weekly Podioplex, your audio guide to what's new at the box office, how the top 10 fared over the weekend, and what's coming to your home theater on DVD and Blu-ray. You can find The Weekly Podioplex on the Chronic Rift network at www.chronicrift.com, along with a plethora of other podcasts that explore the culture in pop culture. The Weekly Podioplex, brought to you by The Chronic Rift. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the theater. That's a wrap. And thank you for that. And the only
0: thing better than the smell of buttery popcorn wafting through my nose is the gentle brush of Jason Groom's well. be- be- belly hair blowing like. Your nose? What? <laughs> blowing like fields of grain.
1: Ah. Uh, yes. I love the springtime. <laughs> yes.
0: Like, like, like seagrass on his belly. <clears throat> That's only when he's sweaty, though. So, Meow. yuck. There's an image. Sort of like, yeah, <laughs> wait, no, here's an image. Jason with a shark to pus tattoo. But wait for it. Wait for it. It's a tramp stamp, and we know where that goes, and the ink uh. is coming out. <laughs> there's an image. Hold on to that one for a second. So, Jay, um, we, of course, want to say thank you to Kevin Spencer and, of course, to JV as well for letting us reuse one of his spoiler alerts for the 5,000th time. Mm-hmm. And of course, to Kevin Spencer, who gives us the amazing art that he does and the amazing loving that only he can give <laughs> in his special New Jersey way.
1: With his demon-possessed arm.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. And, of course, you can go check him out at Inkspatters.com.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and please join us on our Facebook group page where you can join the shenanigans that are... Uh, The Infected, so the folks that have cinematic nostalgia disorder love to comment about their favorite things uh, in cinema or of the show on Facebook under the Forgotten Flicks uh, group page. Or you can check out our most recent releases uh, on the website either at ForgotFlicks.com or if you're one of those shut-ins who never leaves Facebook, you can actually just go to the Forgotten Flicks page where we have all of our episodes and show art and some of our upcoming trailers and uh, announcements and, and so on. And so wither and
0: yeah. And, that kind of stuff. and so forth. Yes. And so called. Uh, yes. Good.
1: And if you really, really want to talk to us, uh, you can either send us an email at forgotten flicks at gmail.com or flicks sidekick at gmail.com. Both of those are with an X. Uh, and I think occasionally we still get on Twitter sometimes or other with at forgotten flicks or at flicks sidekick and of you course respond to those.
0: and don't forget forgottenflicks.com, the actual site and we have a uh, email list and there may be some things happening um in the not too distant future with that we will let the cat out of the bag there but if you sign up you'll be amongst the first to get updates to know yes. the amazing things that are happening
1: yes and our- believe it or not despite what we actually say we might really have some amazing things coming up. Yes, indeed, indeed. That is the plan. And
0: it's all for you. It's all for you, the dear listener.
1: I just got to say one thing. Oh,
0: okay. I thought that was a good good note to quit on. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Your fly is open, and your hostess Twinkie is hanging out.
0: Then why don't you eat it?